my shorties what what is that made of i think it's just silver or something close to silver yeah it looks like um like uh there's this like metal in um the superman movies oh crypt- and like oh, no. yeah like when you go into the ship and like there's this it's like this chrome metal thing <sighs> they have these ari robots oh my god but that's why your necklace <laughs> chrome is my favorite color look yeah that's dope. I've always wanted pearls, so yeah, is the next best thing, pearls. Yeah, silver balls. <laughs> New album. Yeah, silver balls. <laughs> man, uh, Ben, we're we're rolling. Oh man, okay, cool. Um, yeah, all right. So we just get comfortable. You wanna you wanna introduce yourself? I don't feel like I can do the. Honors, <laughs> you know? Um. Hello, everyone. My name is Jasper Marcellus, a.k.a. Slossom Malone, um, a.k.a. J Media, J Media Group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so uh, Jasper, we, you know, we, were, we were just talking earlier. Uh, we met... Um, through Brandon. Thank just, you, uh, Brandon. Yes. Brandon Woody. Seriously, shout mm-hmm. out to Brandon Woody. Yes. Um, he, uh, yeah, no, because he just, he made, it was, in, especially during the pandemic, um, yeah. I think that was like the first pandemic gig for me, mm. sometime in April, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, last year. And I was just so excited to lay something down. It was like, <laughs> what, four or five notes? So I was like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play the shit out of these. <laughs> yeah, it was really only, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like maybe four measures, or was it yeah. through the whole thing? Yeah, because I think I think I I do the same thing twice, right? The yeah. Bon, na, yeah. Na, na, yeah. Oh, bing, bing. Yeah, that yeah, was fine. Was like, yeah. <laughs> on on the tuba, you know, it's funny because that sounds like an easy ass line, but like the partials and the vowels and like what it was going into, it was like just weird enough for it to be like challenging <laughs> a little bit. The and I and you try to do it like all in, in one breath because yeah. like uh, you just don't want the color to change yeah. at all. But anyway, yeah. anyway, it was uh yeah that was fun. Um, Ben, I think you were uh <laughs> yeah no because we spent like an hour hour and a half <laughs> laying down five <laughs> five notes. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Yeah. So, yep, they call me one take OC. One take OC, yeah. <laughs> couple takes. OC. Yeah, a couple takes. <laughs> <laughs> Update your bio. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it in a couple takes. Man, um, yeah, no, so, yo, thank you for making time for this. I know thank you're, you. Do you, you just seem like a busy ass person. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stay busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a sickness though it's not cool yeah i wish i could just relax oh sometimes. not to not to disrupt ben yeah. do we do we need to do we need to put up the mattress do we need to put up the mattress um i don't think it's a big deal okay is it uh that's rolling yes we're rolling. oh nice okay cool yeah man um sorry I, I think i cut you off no you didn't i'm good okay. yeah <laughs> my bad um yeah, yeah. So, 
It's uh, like I told you earlier, I've been listening to your music um, a lot since I reached out to you like maybe three weeks ago. Mm. Um, and just because like listening to it a year, uh, like I guess a year ago, um, and that was my first time listening to any of your music. So I listened to the album. I was just like, I had no idea that what we were doing fit into yeah. all that. And uh, it was just so... I don't even know where to begin in terms of your music because I, I went backwards. I listened to, um, I went to Los Angeles to visit my mom and I was like, <laughs> why, why do you laugh? No, I, I mean, I, don't know, I think it's really whack to be ashamed of old stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I just, the, concern, like the concerns of why I was making music were so different in yeah. that time. Yeah. So that's why I'm laughing. Yeah, but is 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 it kind of it's kind of like like <laughs> when the maybe like a non artist just looks at an old photo of themselves and just like man that was like two me's ago. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, but it's all you. So yeah, exactly. You can't hit yourself. Yeah, man. you gotta <laughs> yeah. be be happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I it, I um the uh. Well, the, the smiley track and then the frown track. Those, those are my two uh, uh, favorite. And because the first one, for, and, and I would say Help Me is probably third. Yeah. But I just want to say something yeah, yeah, about yeah. that record. I think that was when I first learned that. That was when I learned how to hear a perfect fifth and perfect fourth. Because, you know, like, um, I don't know, that's a whole other conversation, but. I realized on a sampler, you can only really pitch if you want to create uh, some type of melody outside of the notes that are in the sample. You can't, without it being um, modal or something, you can only really go to the fourth or the fifth. Yeah, yeah. An octave up, octave down. Yeah. I think that record was like me learning that was all, like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, it's funny you yeah. bring that record up. Man, I, it's uh, it's crazy. I'm just kind of realizing, uh, I guess like the couple of people I told, uh, you know, earlier this week that you were coming on to to the show. I'm realizing I introduced you as a as like a hip hop artist or producer, mm-hmm. and like now I'm like, well, question, like, would you you? Because obviously the the gen, the genre blending and everything, um, mm-hmm. it's impossible to box you into one genre, but. Um, do you feel like you have a role in hip hop specifically? I think I used to. Yeah. But not so much anymore. I think Yeah, I just think I just feel differently yeah. now. I don't know exactly what it is I want to do. I know all the things I don't want to do. Well, <laughs> that's good too though. I think being being a producer is a really challenging role if you um If, um, actually, no, let me just move forward. (laughs) No, and and speaking of you as a, as a producer, I was wondering if how much just, um, um, cause I listened to the, uh, you know, went to Los Angeles to visit your mom and, um, well, my mom, your mom (laughs) and, and, uh, what, uh, uh, a quiet farewell. Um, and then. How do you pronounce the latest album? 
I know it's crater speak, but like Ver, Vergangenheits Vergangenheitsbevor Vergangenheitsbevortigung. Ver <laughs> <laughs> it takes okay. me a couple times. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. uh I, yeah, I was I was I was wondering. I probably could have Googled it. Yeah, but Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so so I guess uh then like moving on to uh a, a quiet farewell. Farewell. Farwell. Oh my bad. Yeah, Farwell. <laughs> yeah, no. Um like what I, I noticed um in that you 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 had more like rap on it mm -hmm. and and the the flows were a little bit more recognizable in terms of like that's something I think people have heard um maybe before in other songs or other artists. And um what was I guess what was what was what inspired that that second album? Because I, I just think the sound's really unique from that. Well, I think the first record was kind of meant to be like closure for me, kind of literally saying goodbye to a time in my life. And I think the second record was me realizing that there was still like thematic elements, sonic elements chords, sounds that were like haunting me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I felt like I couldn't let them go. Yeah. And at that time I had, and prior I had been listening to a lot of dub records and that's such a fascinating history. Like they literally will take the same song and just keep making it over and over <laughs> until it becomes a rhythm. Like yeah. it becomes ingrained. And I became fascinated with that idea of, you know, taking the same chord changes and just keep making the same song. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know, it just, you're, you're, it's like a Duchampian thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's the power of um, recontextualizing something yeah. that I became really fascinated with, which I think is what the art of sampling is in some ways really about. It's yeah. like, taking something, changing its context and you know, giving it new meaning. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I felt like I was doing something new, but also doing something really old. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also I had just got off a tour with Injury Reserve and I found a new way to use my body, a new way to like identify myself. Um, and I felt like that wasn't in the first record. Like my body, it was like a lot of mind, head mo motion. Yeah. Whereas the second record was way more like body feelings. And um, yeah. Yeah, no, because I mean, it, it, it definitely hit different in the car. Yeah. Last week, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and the, the uh, 2020 album as well, um, Crater Speak. Damn, I'm gonna. I'm, I literally have to practice the, the German. <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, because there's definitely some beats in there where it's like, okay, like that's a little bit more, uh, for lack of a better word, I guess, traditional. Yeah. Um, but still, like, not. It, it there was still that unis. I, I think like after listening to, um, uh, the first record, um, and then basically like halfway through the second, I was like, okay, I, I feel like to me it was, um, there was like consistency in, yeah. in, in your sound in that 
Uh, I think the best way for me to describe it is that it has no agenda. Even though a lot of the things that you're saying obviously mm-hmm. uh, lead to maybe specific thoughts or, or anything, but but it just felt so like free. So I mean, that that's being, cool you say that because that's yeah. that's not how it feels in my yeah, head. So yeah. it's interesting that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're a creator, and and it's probably it probably doesn't feel that simple coming from from any creator. But I would like to know, like, um, do you, what, what's your what's your process in terms of you know, you're, you're, you're sampling this or, or whatever, and things just kind of like leading into the next track with, you know, what people would consider a smooth transition, but it just goes right to the next idea. Mm-hmm. Just how did, you, how did you develop that sound? Well, I think um, it's a bit of a wonky path, but my sister, uh, my older sister really wanted to become a DJ. And I think... That was the first time I had a personal relationship to making music. And um, I got really into mashups, making, like, mixing two different things that shouldn't be together, together. And um, then I moved to New York to live with my father, who's an established jazz musician. I never heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I don't know, I just... uh, I think going to so many gigs and I realized like I feel like when you're DJing you're you're hearing music in a certain way you're like anticipating mm. something so you're always mm. like your head is in a different mm. space mm. but then to see people playing and entering a similar space it's like you're searching for something mm-hmm. I became fascinated with like trying to Oh. find those things on yeah. my own terms yeah but then also using like this language of djing scratching yeah. whatever sampling and then um i think a big shift came for me was i think i became enamored with the 90s like oh i gotta get a mpc 2000 gotta like get vinyls gotta like get scratching yeah. i don't know but then i realized that like i don't know it that's such like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's such like a non-emotional relationship to mm-hmm. the music that you're sampling. Like it felt too easy in a lot of ways to just go into a record store, or go to a dollar bin, and like just take a bunch of records, yeah. you know. And then just I don't know. And then so I just became I just started listening to the music I loved. It, but it seems it seems like like I mean just going off what you just said, it seems like you have a like a profound amount of respect for the music that like maybe Absolutely. someone wouldn't understand. But Absolutely. Yeah. So you feel like you there's a certain level of like like an ode, like a thing that you you need to to truly show your absolutely your love for it. That, absolutely. Yeah. No question. And. That's when a lot of things changed for me as a musician is like like the the act of listening to something is just as important, if not more important than like making something. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I started doing that and still DJing. I was in a band for a little bit and um I think Another thing that had a really big impact on me is like I picked up the guitar like 
maybe eight years ago. Mm. And um, I went to go study with this teacher who lived in New Jersey, T-Neck. And he never let me bring my guitar. <laughs> and he was just like, looked at me like, oh, man, yeah. you sad motherfucker. Well, what, what, so what did he teach? What was... He, he taught guitar. Okay, but he never let you brought the... So what? Okay, what and he was just like, <laughs> man... And he taught me like a, like such a profound lesson, which is like if you can't hear what it is mm. that you're trying to okay, play, yeah. then you can't do anything. Like you literally can't. Like yeah. you're just, which is fine, but that's something that really has stuck with me the most in in any mm-hmm. in any way that I approach music mm-hmm. making. It's like it's it's less about the tools and more about like what your mm-hmm. mental. Headspace is that when when you're listening to uh, just other artists' work, um, or even just seeing artwork, uh, yeah. visual, you know, art. Like, do you how how are you how are you are are you processing it? Like, are your own memories or experiences coming up as you're listening to that stuff, mm. or are you are you trying to get into like their their experiences or world? Like, well, I think. Um, it's weird, like when you make something, mm-hmm. not only are you channeling your own emotions, you're also bringing the world in. Right. And I think for me, it can, be, it can be very difficult for me to like enjoy music, enjoy art, because all these things are seeping in that you may not want to be there, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't know, it's, lately it's been a real challenge to yeah. like, sit down and enjoy someone's music wow because i'm i'm uh i don't know it's it's yeah no. yeah no no yeah i i, I get yeah. you i mean do you do you think i mean there's so much that goes into enjoying uh music like i was just talking to someone the other day about um how like i i didn't it took me a while to realize how much setting impact Hmm. uh impacts like the just experiencing music um like you know someone might not like country but let's say you're at a rodeo and exactly the right that country song comes on it's like man it's it's, it's yeah yeah absolutely gonna tear shit up yeah absolutely i mean do you do you do you so do you feel like like to a certain degree and i guess lately i mean this past year being in the the pandemic yeah even music listening and experiencing it has been quite an isolated experience you're not like sitting in a room with a bunch of people listening mm-hmm. or watching a live show of it um i mean i guess uh i guess that's kind of part of a larger conversation that art as a whole mm-hmm. for you i imagine having more alone time like most people than ever mm-hmm. just how how did you with your own stuff, with listening to people, which we've already talked about a little bit, like how how was just like diving into all that during the pandemic? Like, what was that like? Well, I actually haven't been listening to to much because it's so triggering to me. Mm. It's hard. It's so hard. It's not like I'm not even just saying that. Like, yeah. I think prior, it's like we take so many things for granted. Like the ability to do something, yeah. But I don't know. Once you start investigating why you do something or what it takes to do that thing, it it just gets so messy. Like, yeah. like for instance, like making a hip hop beat. It's like you take for granted so many things. But 
I don't know. It's there's so many things that can haunt you. Yeah. And like, and kind of slowly kill you. Yeah. And you not even you don't even yeah. be knowing. Like, like a, a really dumb example is like, what are the parameters that make something sound good? Right. That's something that like really fascinates me. It's like pleasure or taste. These are all things that should not be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Like. Yeah. And I think that's that's why I kind of. It's been hard. Yeah. Like whenever I hear someone like, "Hey, check out my good song," I'm always like, oh, "Like, like, what about it makes yeah. it so good?" Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I guess, I guess, um, hmm, someone says like, like, yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point. I think, like, to me, that sounds like there's a formula that someone has in their head that they associate with like with good yeah maybe exactly. that's just what's on the radio or exactly. uh getting a lot of streams but yeah i mean and it's always really dumb yeah that's <laughs> that's like the stupidity actually is what is most important to me in most scenarios like something somebody said that's ugly like the first question i'm gonna ask is why like why yeah. do you think it looks so yeah. ugly yeah. and usually the reason is probably really profound yeah and yeah yeah so. yeah no i mean it's i mean it's it's just crazy how much we associate things with other things. I mean, it, it something might be ugly to someone just because of what it reminds them of, or I, I don't know, man. It, it's weird. Music, and, and that's why being a creator is so hard because there's this balance of obviously putting out something that you're proud of, mm -hmm. but also you you want people to whether understand your message that. You know, you, you got in it or just to enjoy it for what it is, whatever they think it is. Mm. Um, it's hard to like, it's really hard to define a goal mm. with your music because once you get in that headspace, you start creating for a specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I don't mm. want you want to be as free as possible to the end. You exactly. know, like I guess to, to people listening who might not be artists or whatever, um, you know, I, I guess there's things like song selection and what's going to be the singles and stuff like that. There's all this business stuff that goes into it that just as a creator, you want to like minimize that as, as mm. possible. So, I mean, with, with you, when you're, when you're like, okay, I've got a record, I've got a project. Um, what like in your soul, how, how do you, how do you just know it's ready? Cause I, I feel like you're, you're, you're someone who, you're not really, you don't really seem well, satisfied. Well, yeah, I'm, I've already, like, nothing's ever done. Like, I'm not yeah. looking for completion. I think those ideas are really, uh, I know that's such a trigger word right now, yeah. but, like, they're really toxic, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I think the idea of, like, a masterpiece or completion or all these things, like, it's just so, like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'll revisit something. I'll redo something. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. I I just yeah. It's done because I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Like yeah. Like is putting another instrument on it or creating a new harmony gonna really finish the idea? No. Like the idea is done. Like okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. I mean that 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 makes. Uh, it's it's this weird combo, right? Of like being an absolute control freak over your own stuff and also just like letting it go. Yeah. Like there's this, 
I mean, I, I guess it actually it, maybe it doesn't get better as you release more projects. There's there there's just, yeah there's just it the possessive yeah. If anything, you get more possessive. You get a yeah, bigger exactly. following, and then you're exactly. like, okay, you become aware of that. Like, um, like the the best comparison I can think of to that is like uh, uh, the first season that a TV show <laughs> starts like creating when they realize that they're big. Mm. And like that slight change, yeah. it seems like the writing is aware yeah. of how big the show's gotten, right? Yeah. Like you feel that in a lot, even in a lot of TV shows. And yeah. um, as a as a musician, though, you, I don't know, this is just an like if you're you have a hundred thousand fans, and then you have a million. Um, I guess I, I mean I mean you can speak on that as you grew. Uh, was there ever any external? Did Absolutely. the external? Yeah, did that impact the creation itself? Absolutely. Yeah. No question. I think. I mean, it was happening before I put out that record. It was like starting to get attention. And on one hand, you're you're sad, you're thoroughly excited, you're satisfied, but then you realize that you're slowly dying, and it's it's a hard thing to to explain because. It's you're in a position of privilege, you know. Who I would hate to hear someone complain about their privilege. I guess like what yeah. the fuck. Like, yeah. But I think um, the the result is it produces a really unhealthy mind space, and um, I don't know. Like I feel sort of lucky to be a little bit out of it because mm-hmm. I also. I'm a visual artist, yeah. so I kind of escape yeah. um, and you, realize you went, the limits. You went to school for a little while for painting? Yeah, I went to, I went to Cooper Union. Yeah. And the, the really cool, th- I mean, they didn't let me choose a, choose a medium, so it really changed the way that I saw everything. Yeah, but, um, yeah I just, oh, man... That's like one of my biggest fears yeah. is to like experience that type of death where you're no longer in control of your own artistic license. Yeah. So I think a lot of my work as Slossom Alone has been about that resistance. Mm-hmm. Getting success, no matter, like, you know, relatively speaking, it's pretty small, but for me, it's big. Oh, yeah. no, that, I mean, you're, <laughs> again, just, just, uh, listening to you a bunch this past week looking into you and just you know seeing like what's going on um like you to to not have that major label push and you know you on the you know (laughs) just just all that shit right i mean you having uh like what almost a hundred thousand monthly listeners on spotify (laughs) that's pretty damn good for like no big label push or anything and and even just looking you up on uh, uh, things maybe that you're tagged on on Instagram or Twitter, yeah. like tweets about you, like the people that that like your stuff really like your stuff. Like you, yeah. you have one of those kind of like cult followings. Yeah, but I'm also <laughs> really I'm really critical of that because my question is always why? Like, why yeah. do you like this? Who like who or what is telling you that you identify with this? Okay, so, so that's interesting because do you, do you think like... Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Because yeah. I remember when I did my live performances, I just remember that feeling that it gave me of... I mean, a lot of people were really shocked and uncomfortable 
and like disappointed in a certain mm. way because it wasn't what they were expecting. What concert was this? Was this tour with Injury Reserve? Okay, yeah. And like it was essentially like a performance piece. I get up, I got up on stage. I had like this brown leather suit, like no shoes on. It's completely black. There's like a few lights. And I'm just like 45. It was basically like an essay. Yeah. And um, I don't know. A lot of people were just like, I mean, it was it was an act of aggression. It was hostile. But I don't know. I just, it made me realize the limits in this persona. Yeah. The limitations um, to where people will go with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so I just. Yeah. I'm grateful for everyone who's listening to my music. At the same time, I feel like it's a burden um, in a different way. So. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, I and I just trying to, um, uh, I guess, like just again for a non-artist listening, I think everyone can relate to a certain degree mm-hmm. of just like um, something getting bigger. Or in the eyes of society, like what you call success. Yeah. But when you're the one bearing that success, you're also the one realizing the responsibility yeah. that comes with it. Exactly. And it it's always like mixed feelings are always the worst. Yeah. Right. Like in a way you want it you would Definitely. rather it be like clearly positive Definitely. or clearly negative. But when it's like, I should be happy, but But you know what? I feel like that's a way more realistic depiction of like yeah. humanity yeah i think being sure about something is like fully absurd yeah like I th- i'm trying to like imagine someone that i know that's certain about everything like that's a psychopathic human yeah. like you're yeah. just like yes it has to be this way i know like yeah. <laughs> oh no yeah. like absolutely not yeah. like yeah no thanks yeah no i man i I, I agree like try to have like as little strong opinions as as possible really on anything um and it's in your benefit too like that's the weird part when you meet someone who might be like a little bit too like it's it's in your benefit to want to you know experience new things or like be realize okay i was wrong about this Mm -hmm. or or not maybe not even wrong but like i didn't see the full picture in this thing and there's i guess there's a level of vulnerability and just humility you got to have to just always be that you know receptive so i mean man so i mean so you also being a a visual artist Mm. right that means there's probably a whole other element that mm. like you're beating yourself up about. I mean, I, even just thinking of your your album covers, no basic thing. It's not like just like a selfie of you <laughs> and a filter or anything. Like you've got like what the um uh uh so the the L A one uh, vis- visiting oh, yeah. your your mom right. Like that's like that's like from a from a distance <laughs> or something. It's it's dark. I'll just skip that one. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh man, I like I like the tracks on that though. It's funny. Um, and then uh, uh, the um, uh, quiet farewell and um, we're going in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, those are a little bit. There, there's like a little like consistency b- between the two. Um, in that, I mean, it, every time like when it, the first couple seconds you look at it, it looks like um, like back in science class, like like when like a like a like 
you know, the other suns uh, yeah. in, the, in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. For like the first couple of you look at it and it's like, oh, it's like, it's like a, it's like a bright star or something. But mm-hmm. what, what inspired the, the artwork? Well, so I did a show, um, like my first solo show in New York, which was called Flash Blindness. And it, where it's like a series of paintings exploring like the phenomena of staring into a, a light. Cause it's like, you can't really describe the experience. Like, I don't know, like stare into that light and like look around, like mm. your retina is being burned temporarily producing like a negative image of the light source. Mm. And I became obsessed with that phenomena because it it like it like bleeds like the ideas start like spilling all over the place like talking about stardom like the idea that you're looking into something that's dead right and it's you're only just seeing the light that's traveling across yeah and you just randomly got fascinated by that one day well, I mean, it's very personal for me because yeah. of my parents. So right. it's not like some like concept. I'm like, hmm, let me right. take yeah. this out of the book. Like, yeah. I've witnessed on a very intimate people. Mm. I've witnessed people that like have to like deal with the traumas of achieving success. Um, right. And um, I don't know. I just it's it's such a bizarre. Thing. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, when I had, when I finished making the record, a close friend of mine, Balade Banjo, who's a photographer, was d- was doing a lot of Lightroom experiments, developing photographs, like exposing them with incorrectly. And I explained to him um, that idea of flash blindness. Can you produce an image that's nothing? Mm. And that's what that image is. Yeah. It's him in the dark room with a flashlight, just hitting a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, what? and yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, it just expands out into so many different aspects of our culture. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of don't want to talk about them because I want people to have their own yeah uh, relationship to yeah. to the image. Right. But, um, and then the second one was. I met this this guy Jelani in a bar and he got it tattooed on his arm and I just was so fascinated by that like something that's nothing becoming something mm-hmm. on someone's arm yeah even the the color choice for it was that was that you or was it just a black tattoo it was black and it had these like little red extendos oh, on it okay like, wow he yeah copied it and I thought it was beautiful wow. and I was, yeah took a picture of it and yeah um yeah, oh, that's so. But cool. it's it's kind of emulating the process of recording those songs too, because it's like I'm just recycling the same yeah. like stuff, chord changes, two five one, two five one, like next song. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. so yeah, but. man, that's cool. I mean, I I'm I'm uh, I'm wondering like just just what what kind of kid were you? I love Legos. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and let me let me just say just to 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 people like. Uh, listening, you, you, uh, especially you know, seeing you in person, you, you, there's a, a presence, in, Thank you. like, like, uh, and not even in in a in a weird way, but it, it seems like I don't know. There, there's like uh, aspects of the world 
that you are just in touch with. I don't know. Maybe you're just very present, but mm. but you seem to, which makes sense. Listening to to your art, seeing your art, like really absorb things mm. um, and, and internalize the things that you experience. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think uh, I just I've seen a lot of things. I've been around a lot of people. Some people I wanted to be around. Some people I didn't want to be around. Mm. And I, don't know, I just yeah turned out how I turned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you though. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's just a just an observation <laughs> Thank from you. I appreciate from it. from me. And I, I guess like so talk. I guess talk about your um, the beginning of of your musical uh, journey. What does that What does that look like? Um, how did how did you choose your your path within music within art? Mm, honestly, don't really know. I mean, I still don't really know, but that's why I keep doing it. I yeah. think if I had an answer, if I knew why, I just would stop. Yeah. I mean, I I probably would keep making stuff, but it would just all be the same. Yeah. Um, which is no shade to people who do that. I'm just saying for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think um, I think musically, I always had been fascinated with like creating these spaces to like transport myself to. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of still the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still thinking about um, how certain sounds mean certain things. Like I'm like I have this obsession with this snare sound. There's a young chop snare. Young Chop Snare, like seven or some shit like that. And uh, it's such a strange sound. Like, I, it doesn't sound like a snare. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it has the feeling of a snare, but it's it has all these like weird resonances. It's just like, yeah. Um, would, would this have been in like a lot of the like early Chief Keef stuff? Yes. Okay. On everything. <laughs> okay, then I know exactly. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> such a crazy sound. It yeah. sounds like a a bell and then like a I don't know it's yeah. such an intense sound and um, I don't know I just have all these fascinations with different yeah. sounds and how they mean certain things but uh, so obviously you're, you're musically talented enough clearly to make uh, like a trap beat or you know th- yeah. just things that that uh, if you just really wanted to be out here prioritizing <laughs> making the biggest hit records absolutely what um What's kept you from going to that like mainstream sound? I think my dad, my, yeah. I mean my mother too. Yeah, like they've already like they've done that. Yeah, they've achieved success in that way, and I don't know, it's just not interesting yeah. to me. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and and I know I know you don't even like say that from like a, um, uh, like you're above it kind of Absolutely thing. Absolutely, right, right. Like you're, it's just. To have been exposed to the most mainstream of mainstream experiences, to see like th- th- you know how far that goes, it, I guess it's almost a, a privilege to be able Absolutely. to like really dive into you exactly as an artist. Yeah, so exactly. um, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, like, I'm not yeah. like I just 
Yeah. I also think it's like, um, I don't know. Maybe this is cliche, but it's it's like a capitalism thing. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like uh, we just mm-hmm. we don't have to like keep doing things the way that we think we have to do them. Yeah. We can do them in our own special ways. Yeah. It may not be as rewarding financially or whatever, but yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, no, you're 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 making uh, good points, and I think you know whether no matter your opinion on it, the the deeper you go into that route, um, you know, the 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 less that that thing is is really yours. Whether that's because artistically you gave something up, or exactly. uh, because now you got to play with the big labels and yeah. you know radios and distribution stuff you're playing the the streaming games like getting into these playlists and stuff like that um yeah i imagine that going deep down that route the business of music becomes so much bigger than just actually being an artist right so um yeah can't blame you um you know so (laughs) i guess you know um with so with everything that that you've experienced, obviously growing up uh, around great artists, um, unbelievably, great. yeah, you know, unquestionably, undoubtedly, did it from day one as a kid? Did did you ever just get to? Did you ever just enjoy anything in the <laughs> arts, just like for what it is, with none of that a part of it? Not really. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, the the pleasurable aspects of art has never been something that I've been. That's not how I see things, you know. Yeah, I understand it though, but I just. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just like never like catching the club, dancing to some future. Oh, you will that- catch me. <laughs> you will catch me fully turning up. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, I will be fully. But I'm definitely gonna have a moment that same night where I'm just gonna be like, yeah. in the corner, just like you know, having yeah. a, a breakdown. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that, that that's good though. It's still good that to some degree, uh, whether little or whatever, like like you can still just. Uh, uh, you know, sit back and just enjoy it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. What would be the point of life if you can't enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, I guess with with your family and and everything, um, how how was how was with so many incredible influences around you? I mean, what what was the process for you like finding what you would do and what like uh, you you would be about? There's so much work that still has to be done, in my opinion, on like on a personal level, mm. like how we conduct ourselves as people, and um, I don't know, art art and music kind of feels like outside of the rules a mm. little bit. So I think. Um, it became simple in that way where I was like, okay, I don't, I'm not so happy with this aspect of, of society or this aspect of life or mm-hmm. love or mm-hmm. whatever. And music and art feels like, mm, like a way to like sneak certain things in, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. No, no, I mean, you're, you're saying some real stuff on, uh, basically 
I mean, all all of your records. And I think that last statement you said is spot on just because I do not take you for the kind of guy that would walk into a, a room full of people and start like spouting some <laughs> political shit. Like you just seem like your style is more like I, I'm going to put it in something have people experience it, but you're not really like a guns blazing. I mean, like I tell. used to be yeah. in high school. Absolutely, mm. I like had my full Malcolm X strip. I had like the glasses <laughs> and shit. I was like super serious yeah. too. Wore like a tie to school, like to wow. not fuck around. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. People yeah. got problems. People yeah. got way more important shit. Yeah going on yeah so i i don't blame them so so what what leads to you i don't know you you seem very different than uh maybe a lot of people that might be uh from an early age been able to be exposed to very high level things whether that's creativity or just like the scope of the things that you were um you know exposed to through through all of that, I guess for you to be, you know, very aware of the suffering in the world and, and things going on when clearly if you really wanted to just like be on that higher plane of like, oh, just money, success and this or that, mm-hmm. you could opt for that. Mm, but no question. you your mind being where, you know, things are really going on in the world um how have you stayed true to that through being exposed to so much success? I just get really uncomfortable. That's really mm. all it is. Like I, I experience unhappiness and get uncomfortable and I get sad. So I, I don't want to be sad. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> let me not yeah. go do that, you know? But I also like really believe in just, um, I don't know. I just b- believe in this idea of, um, like absence, mm-hmm. I really believe in it, and I'm gonna keep believing in it. I guess, yeah. you know. And uh, absence in 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 what way? Well, I think to be a bit reductive, like as a as a black person, mm-hmm. as both as black people, yeah. like I feel like we're taught to fit seamlessly within American history, within all of these really like rigid structures, whether it's like your identity, what things do you like, what what like what's your accent, like where you come from, like all this stuff. But in reality I feel like our history is so like liquid. It's so like absurd. It's so impossible yeah. i think that's like the best way it's just an impossibility yeah and i just i think i had been re- i'd been reading a lot of like afro pessimist text um what, who else i mean so many people i mean glissant was i don't know i don't want to get into it because there's so <laughs> many people i can name right now but yeah you can get into anything yeah <laughs> no but i just realized that like things are way more expansive than we like assume them to be in the idea of presenting nothing became like an impossibility. You can't mm. present nothing. Yeah. It's, it's not. But I, in some ways, it felt way more true than like a portrait or a photograph mm. or like yeah. a, 
a something. And I think that's what I'm chasing after in all of what I do as an artist is like, I'm presenting you objects, I'm presenting you music, I'm presenting you paintings, but the things that connect them all together are is invisible. And that's the most satisfying mm. part. Um, so, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I yeah. just... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Your your uh, um, it took you two years to make the uh, the second record, or was that the the first the the yeah. this last record? About a, it took me about a year to make that one. Okay. Yeah, because twenty nineteen twenty yeah, it took me a year to yeah. make that record. Yeah, well, oh right, so the sec the the um uh, farewell record yeah the, the 2018. That's misleading. It took me. <laughs> I had been, it was like maybe four years. Yeah, wow. Because because wow. what happened that record, I had been such in like the producer mindset mm -hmm. that like I had all these beats, uncompleted songs. I had been giving. I mean, like yo, like rap on this, sing on this, and no one wanted to rap on those songs. No one wanted to sing on those songs, and I was like, hmm, let me try, mm. like figuring out mm -hmm. why no one wants to <laughs> rap on these songs. Yeah. Um, so well, um, was it like uh, written in a way where, um, like the flow just wasn't like predictable? Like, like yeah, it was just the song or two disjointed. It's like yeah, it, they were oppressive yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. Like when you make a beat for someone, your job is to like, right, right, provide them a space. I was not doing that. I was like, here's my space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you trying to come in or not? Yeah. <laughs> So. Oh man, yeah. No. So so, what what what's the so let's okay. It took you four years. Um, is that because of like inner conflict on on the tracks? Like, wait, what what uh, what I goes into? I just was into working the... for other people. Mm -hmm. I was doing shit with other people. Okay. Like, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't taking myself seriously. Yeah. I think yeah. I was also really afraid to say something. I was afraid to like stand by an idea. Yeah, yeah, because um, uh, you were in um, the the band, mm -hmm. uh, and you guys were based in New York, mm -hmm. right? And remind me the the name of the band you were. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you were in some band, and um, uh, I, I guess uh, you then gravitating more towards uh, solo work. I mean, are you? Do you want to speak on that at all? Or just like how do you just, I guess, what led to that? You can be vague. Yeah. And uh, I think um, it's just, we've kind of covered it. It's yeah. like once you become something, you lose agency. You lose yeah. everything. Mm. And I just wasn't comfortable with becoming like objects. Right. Do, do, I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess to a consumer and with bands, yeah. there's a dynamic absolutely that the consumer is wants every single time. Exactly. Interesting. And it, it works yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Like I went on tour like for years of my life was just seeing grown ass men like play music. Like I know what that is. Yeah. I know why it doesn't work. I know why it works. 
And I just, to me, like being a part of a band was an opportunity to like flip everything. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's cool. I mean, was that was that your main ensemble experience, just in general? Yeah, I okay. was like, I mean, I have been doing like these like electronic rap shows, but that was like my first time mm. playing an instrument, right. like being a part of right. a group. So yeah, it's cool. Is it guitar? No, actually, I wanted to play guitar, yeah. but Jack, who's a guitar player, was just way better. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, it was also an existential, it was a moment of existential crisis mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I was just like playing percussion, but it just, I don't know, it just felt like yeah. meaningless in a certain way. Yeah. And I just, yeah. Well, I mean, that that's good though. <laughs> I mean, you, you're, uh, I mean... Uh, I can't obviously I, I I haven't been in your shoes, but sure. to some uh one who's a fan of the band who might not be an artist at all, um someone leaving a band might seem like random or, or rare to people. Mm. It's but it's pro I'm guessing it's probably something that a lot of people in mm. bands think of quite often. Absolutely. Which is and I, which is something that's really important. I think because we live under capitalism, we have this fantasy that things have to exist forever. Mm. Like PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5, PS6, yeah. PS7, PS8, Xbox yeah. One, Xbox 360, Xbox 720, whatever. I don't know. I, I really think death is a really important concept. Mm -hmm. Beyond like it's real, mm -hmm. like real, like mm -hmm. um, like I'm dead now. Yeah. Type thing. But I'm just saying like social, the ending of things I think is really important. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I think bands should feel completely, like, should feel the freedom to yeah. be like, oh, okay, this, this is over now. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, and you know, even just take, That's cool. Right. Right. <laughs> and 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 even taking it out of music, uh this could be a, a regular job in a in a work, maybe a team within a firm or something and and deep down out of the five people on that team, one or two of them feel like they'd be better on a different team or better doing their own thing. And that's and, fine. Yeah. It's totally cool. Yeah. Because because for some reason things ending is viewed as an inherently a bad thing or because a it's not making thing. any more money. Yeah, it's not working yeah. anymore. Like there's no work yeah. being produced. If people aren't functioning within like a system, mm -hmm. it's like, well, then what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you need to be making stuff. You yeah. need to be doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that that's a it's a good point, man. Um, I mean. But I'm sure the the experience playing uh, in a band was was valuable for what it was, Absolutely. and um, yeah, no, that that's cool. Do you do you? It's interesting because I, I know you you moved um, at a young age from LA to New York. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel different like creative energies or juices depending on which city you're in? Yeah, I think yeah. place is really important. Yeah, but. I think it's more about a community. I think New York for me was finding that sense of place 
beyond like geographic. Mm-hmm. Like I felt really connected at the time to a group of straight men mm-hmm. that only did straight nigga shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. which is fine, but I think uh, moving to LA has like really shifted my opinions on who I want to be around, who do I want to relate to. So it's less like the sun is always shining mm-hmm. or like, <laughs> yeah. They're palm trees. Yeah. It's just more like a social relationship yeah. that affects me more. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I mean, um what what I guess with the with people you, you surround yourself with, um, whether with friends or, or or family, um I guess what what energy do you do you feed off of? You know? Kindness. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Happiness, criticality, yeah, absolutely, yeah, um, creativity, yeah, <laughs> joy, yeah, sadness, yeah, 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 no, because I mean, it's 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 uh, um, especially that, I mean, that that in general should be normalized in that you don't have to, absolutely. Especially, uh, this goes like for you and your friends, me and my friends. Uh, I don't have to be happy or mm-hmm. on or like feel like I need to be that in order to like to please my friends or people around me or like not, you know, make the energy in the room bad or whatever. They shouldn't have to feel like they have to come in and like turn something on to, you know, I guess like make the room feel a certain type of way. Like if things are fucked up, talk about it. Absolutely. You know, and and it's uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe as as artists, because with emotions are less like good and bad. It's mm-hmm. like, well, here's what can come from that. Exactly. Here's what can come from this, and and they're all important in their mm-hmm. own ways. You know, mm-hmm. who doesn't like having positive and good and loving energy <laughs> most of the time? But it doesn't mean that, I mean, there's always, I don't know, there should just always be time to address those really meaningful things that, um, you know, anyway, the the mentality of doing someone a favor mm-hmm. by not bringing up something that mm. is near and dear to you. Mm-hmm. I wish that, I wish, you know, getting rid of that was, was normalized. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine for you, like just with all the people you've met and the level of of superficialness that can happen, agendas and and all that. Um, it, do you feel like that that's something that when when just like meeting people, you have to be aware of? Yeah, but if you feel a sense of urgency behind what you're doing, all that stuff just. Yeah. Goes out the window. Yeah. If you're trying to do something, yeah. yo, I'm trying to record these songs. Yeah. Like now or tomorrow or next month or whatever. Like you don't care mm-hmm. like who these people are. Yeah. You're just doing it because yeah. you have you feel like you have to. But I think now I I um definitely those are kind of more important. You know what I mean? I, I, I think about this experience I had in um at the at the at MoMA in New York Metropolitan Museum of Art, MoMA. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, right. Where is the O? M O M A Metropolitan. Anyway. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah. 
Museum of Modern Art. Okay. <laughs> there you <Nice>. go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> but I can't remember which floor it was. Maybe it was like the fourth floor. They have all these paintings from from the modernist painting era. And the first painting that you see when you walk in is this Picasso painting called like The Bather. And I remember I stood in front of it and I had the most like uncomfortable feeling I had felt and not in like a positive way, uncomfortability in like a really negative way. And it wasn't about taste. It wasn't about like, oh, I don't like this painting. It was like something way deeper. And then it kind of stuck with me throughout my time in the museum. And I got home, I looked into the history of the painting, and I found out that was his wife in the painting. Mm. And the painting, like, it's hard to describe, but it just looks like disgusting. Like, I don't know wow. how to explain it. Yeah. It's not like I, I don't want to put this like precedent on beauty because we all know that's bullshit, but I right. just mean. It had this different quality of like disgustingness to it. Mm. And um, I had always known, everyone knows about Picasso as like this genius. Yeah. Um, but then I realized like this man was like an incredible misogynist. Like this man like hated women in yeah. a certain way. And people love that about him. Mm. And there's a certain reverence for this social character that's like, jet-setting across the world like stealing african art <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like just like the most like disgusting like it's such it's so crazy actually like a white man from spain i think that's where picasso was born stealing african art making paintings like hates women like it's such like a uh, yeah. it's such a perfect like yeah um perfect statue yeah. of like our times I yeah mean, and I just, I don't know. So I guess, I mean, that being said, what's your, I get. I oh, just, so yeah, yeah. how this ties in is I'm saying mm -hmm. like, I also think it's important, like what emotions you're channeling into mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing. Because I don't know, I'm kind of rambling a bit, but it's just, oh, yeah, I, it, it, it's also like coincides with the Me Too movement mm -hmm. that's been happening and cancel culture and things have been way more emotional for me in a certain way that they haven't been when I was younger. It's like people are saying, well, you can separate the artists from the art. Literally, and, just, yeah. It's and I'm sense. like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, I don't know. People, like, you channel things. You feed things into what you're doing. And if you're in a not good place and you're bringing that into your practice as an artist like that's gonna affect people yeah know? so yeah um that that's i mean like if you hate women that's gonna come out somehow yeah. in your work like, yeah you know I mean? yeah so. do, do you think the the um whole separating the, the art from the artist um i mean what do you i guess with new artists uh it does kind of seem like there's there's basically no excuse uh, to make m music these days with you know some type of hateful or make anything with some type of hateful um, uh, rhetoric behind it or or this or that. I mean, if, if you're in a situation though that's really fucked up, yeah, and that's how you yeah cope with it. Like yeah, yeah, 
I mean that, but it's 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 tough though, right? Because uh, something hurting you or offending you, but also acknowledging that people are different and come from different experiences. Mm. It's yeah, is is a seesaw. Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah, it is. It's a seesaw. Do you but, think? Do you think people back in in the day, people who made music before segregation, slave time, shit like that, do they just get a pass because it was normal? The the No, you will never catch me listening to an Al Jolson record. Yeah. You will Damn. never catch me ever listening to an Al Jolson record. If someone's playing Al Jolson, I'll be like, yo, turn that shit up. Wow. Because, yo, like, I just... That man was just is just racist. That was yeah, a racist yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to, like, hear that energy around yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm man, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean it it's that that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And I know uh uh visual art has a different mm-hmm. it's just it's different than than music. Uh maybe because with music the um it's a little bit easier to get the message in that mm, it's words. Yeah, exactly. You you hear the tone behind the delivery and this and that. It's also like trust. Yeah. Like you see a performer, you're like, oh, I trust that person. Like they're singing to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm receiving this. I feel like art is a lot like yeah. rem- a lot more removed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trust is not something that's that important. Yeah. You know? It's not a question you're gonna ask yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, do I trust this artist? <laughs> like Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, because I mean the 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 you know it's not like you see Picasso every time you see <laughs> a Picasso, yeah. you know it's just not yeah. quite as personal. Yeah, um, yeah that makes sense. Um, I guess kind of going off topic because I, I was <laughs> curious no, because your 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 music there are certain things about it running through my head and um, you I guess to most people maybe. Um, they would assume that your dad um, has the most, you know, profound uh, impact on 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 your life or who you are. This and I, I was just uh, curious, listening to your music, hearing so many lyrics uh, about your mom, mm-hmm. um, in not just the the first record, uh, but but kind of throughout. I know there's a couple in the second. I'm not sure about about the third, but. Anyway, I guess what I'm getting at, I mean, just, just. I mean, I have her name tatted on my hand. Oh shit! I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even see that. Yeah, she's yeah. an amazing woman. Yeah. Like, I don't even Victoria Raul. Like, yeah. Her story is just so impossible. She has an impossible upbringing. Came from Maine. Like, what? Like, became an actress. Like, was a dancer Whoa. in a time where they didn't let black people in to like ballet you mm-hmm. know what I mean? so i don't know she to me is like symbolizes like someone who's just caught in the wrong time like mm. wrong time yeah you know what i mean yeah but I, I mean i guess was able to unfortunately right and this is this is also part of the problem celebrating the just black success mm. is um uh wearing the 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 oppression as a badge of honor you know you just get to a point where it's like well it shouldn't even fucking be there you know 
Like, mm. like, well, I guess in the sense, you know, like people who say, I'm tired of uh, uh, Hollywood keep making slave movies because that's different, though. you know, because because the eye, I feel like with slave movies, the fact that that's even a genre is so fucked up, but yeah. it's like always rectifies white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what my qualm is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have any problem with someone making a film about Harriet Tubman or any of the great people mm-hmm. that were here before us. It's just that it always ends. And white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's so boring. Yeah. Like you couldn't come up with anything else. <laughs> like, yeah. Even like Black Panther, which is a movie I enjoyed at the time. But it's like, who's this white guy? Like, yeah. That works for the CIA? <laughs> what? COINTELPRO? What? Like, yeah. what, what is, who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. So I just, I think that's, that's, the qualm, the impression doesn't bother me. It's just where it ends. Mm-hmm. That's what my qualm is. Yeah, yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. That's what my vibe is like. Oh, so my people, oh, tight. Like, cool, bro. Like, yeah. go, like, go do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, so, so, uh, I guess going a year. Yeah, a year ago from now. Um, so in one of the, the last episodes I just uh, did with a friend of mine, Rod, it was it was about the uh, George Floyd. Mm. Um, yeah, because yeah, he was there. He was down there and uh, working with some people directly with the family and all mm-hmm. that. And I just wanted to hear from him because obviously, you know, when you're we're getting all that information from yep. the media, you don't know what's actually going yeah. on. Yeah, so I wanted to bring him on. And, and anyway... Uh, but that was his death was May twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Uh April what twenty fourth. Yeah, so almost yeah, so what, like eleven months ago, basically. I mean were you here in LA? Yeah. During during so so oh, yeah. yeah. So shit went down Absolutely. everywhere. Absolutely. Um, I was there. I was at some of the protests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. How how what 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 was what was going through your head like during all that? I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Also, like I feel like there's a responsibility for artists to respond to like say something. But I also feel like it's really harmful in a way. Like someone's life was taken away from them and you're going to like make a painting. You're going to make a song. You're going to like take this man's likeness and gain some form of capital Mm. from his death, whether it's like a t-shirt or like a poem or whatever, whether the capital is like social, like you get more followers Mm -hmm. or it's you literally are selling something. I I just, I have a particular distaste for that. I don't know. I I remember that being a really hard time for me socially to like try and engage because this is nothing new. I don't think in our lifetime, I mean, we're making steps forward, but like, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of work, like a lot. Like I'm actually more scared of like liberal white people than I am racist oh, ass dude, like southern white people you because you don't even want to man 
Because at least I know that they don't fuck with me. I'm cool with that. Like you stay over there, I'm stay over here. Like we're good. Like and I don't know. I I just there's a lot more work to be done than we think, and I I don't know. I just I'm hopeful in yeah. a certain way because the prosecution, this man got guilty on all three mm-hmm. counts. But like, well, yeah. What 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 does that mean for the bigger picture? What does that mean for permanently changing things for the system as a whole? I, I don't think that much, to be honest. Yeah. I think the issues that we're up against are way deeper and ingrained within all of us. Yeah. Because we've been indoctrinated into this society. Yeah. That's not even on some like conspiracy. Like, yeah. Is it, yeah. I think a big realization I had was like even within the language of painting, there's a there's a certain uh reverence for colors mm. that are lighter yeah and that's just like it's not even like racist that's just like oh like this is how we paint yeah like yeah it's too dark yeah. <laughs> like, you know what i mean yeah. and i think that's what's more fascinating to mm. me i mean don't get me wrong like i don't know yeah i'll to respond to to no go ahead yeah like go ahead. police yeah. violence Anyway, it's just like too. It's too. It's it's not my place, in my yeah, opinion, to like yeah. speak on these issues. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. Like, I, I there's this essay called like um, Black Gooey, something something Black Gooey by the artist's name is American Artist. Mm. Like they changed their name to the American Artist, and they wrote a whole essay on why why computers have white screens. Mm. Because when they were when they were first developed, the interfaces used to be black. Like you know, like think of like a, I don't know. There's no analogy I can think of. Yeah. Because it requires so much power to light a screen up. Yeah. Like think about how many like of those small ass LEDs have to be fired up. Right. But it was because people felt a sense of comfort with like a white screen. Damn. I mean, it it kind of sounds like what you're you're touching on deeper than the things that need to be fixed within the system. Exactly. The subconscious things, the whether because we were taught that or just natural uh, tendencies or things as, as humans that uh, are, are firm, a big, white supremacy. Yeah, bigger part of the, the issue. No, I, I definitely understand that. And to respond to, um, you know, like the... You almost there's something there's something like relief is is the word when you you know maybe this uh, super right wing white person um, is like they're just against you they're yeah, against like, you yeah. and it's clear right I'm like All yeah right, but but like the the I mean I was I was saying this on on the George Floyd uh, episode that when when we were talking about him um, that. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like you go on Instagram, there's people making like 10k right. a month off of like George Floyd shirts and exactly. coffee mugs and but shit. I'm gonna like, tell you. I'm gonna tell you. When I went to some of the protests, I actually had to stop going because I was getting so uncomfortable at like people saying Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, yes, I know. Like, <laughs> yo, I know that. Like, I know that yeah. I matter. Like, yeah. I know that. And like hearing some white person next to me, like. Like yelling that in my ear, I'm like, yo, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Right, this is not healthy yeah. for my brain. Like, yeah. you know, I can't like It's tough too. It's I, it's tough to speak on it. It may maybe I don't, I don't know if you you feel the same way. I'd say it's tough to speak on that because I've always seen like okay, well if the people, you know, on the right wing um are all the way here and you know, this is maybe where you need things to be and you know, liberal white people are are here uh, it's always it's it's hard to explain why uh, maybe people that in their heart think they are doing the right <laughs> like 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 the best you know like they're they're really fighting this oppression. It's it's oh harder in ways to have a conversation with that person about. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's it's tough. It can be tough because they think they're like right there with you. Oh God. You know. Um, like even even something like blackface, which is such like a like oh my god, like blackface. That's such like an intense word. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. like such an intense history. Mm-hmm. But like people like still, this is like a tradition. Mm-hmm. Like people still like TikTok. Like I got on TikTok, I can't like enjoy it in a way because yeah. I'm like, yo, this is terrifying. Yeah. Like all these people are just like vicariously living through us in a certain way that I'm just like, yo. Mm. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I'm gonna just stay my ass over here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's tough, man. Um, you know, I, it it. Um, no one really ever wants to hear this. It it it. There is a certain, um, I guess, part of all of this where, to some degree, uh, time, is just an element where it's like, hopefully through time, uh, a lot of these things resolve themselves but it doesn't mean to just like keep your foot off the gas or not be doing that work consciously it's it's also you i think i think there's this fantasy that like people like things are gonna change you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like oh like everyone's making the right step forward it's like you that has to put the work in every day yeah that's like actually what matters because it's like Think about how many other people are like, hmm, like someone like those people are doing it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the pressure that mm-hmm. I think is why a lot of things are kind of stagnant because mm-hmm. people don't want to like take on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understandably yeah. so. Like you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I mean, <laughs> man, you're, that's a level of accountability that. Um, if people had for themselves for like their own shit that they were invested in, um, I mean, we'd all be better off in basically every way because it's, 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 I mean, would you agree? It's kind of tough to teach accountability through something that is not someone's incentive. Like if, if that person doesn't have a sense of accountability in general, absolutely. It goes against, it goes against like what you're, what we're taught to do. Yeah. I think it's also like productivity. It's like, when you are enforcing accountability, or not even force, like that's such like a bad word. Like, mm-hmm. I take that back. But it's it's not productive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. you're not gonna make anything from being held accountable. Mm-hmm. I think that's scary. It's mm-hmm. a scary idea to do nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's 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 tough, man. I mean, as a teacher, you try to convince your students that. Uh, accountability uh, is is good for them because uh, we should all be striving towards the truth and not try, like striving towards like proving that you are right. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, um, I don't know. I, it, there's, it's a, there's a lot of characteristics. There's a lot of things that go into being comfortable with being wrong, being comfortable with not being a final or finished product as a person. Mm-hmm. And, it, it and and that that's where for me sometimes you know maybe I'll lose a little faith in in some of these movements in that we ask people to be aware for things not concerning them and they don't even have that level of awareness for like the shit that does concern mm-hmm. them like in their everyday lives like they're they're people but being also, you know I also but I think it's also important. I'm not saying that you don't, but yeah, yeah. it's like also important to have like equal parts empathy because you don't know what someone's going right. through. So like, I feel you 100. percent Yeah. But I'm always like, okay, like they probably are just dealing with some shit. Yeah. Like, they got something going on. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. They don't got time for all this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in a way, that's to. That's to your own benefit too when you have that mentality because I, I think that's easier to have um, in terms of going through this this life and not taking shit personally. Like someone being disrespectful or rude to you, a lot of times, man, like they, they needed to get that out and you just happened to be yeah, a punching you, bag, you know? Right yeah, you know? So, so and that, that just goes for a lot of things. Like not even, it just, it just... You know, if someone had a good experience and then they ran into you after that, they're probably it's Happy. probably a lot of love <laughs> yeah, in the so. room, you know. So so it, it, it goes both ways. And um, anyway, I think long story short in, in you know, what, what we've been talking about, I mean, the the it's crazy, man. It, it's crazy how much awareness it takes to. Um, challenge yourself mm-hmm. and to it, almost a, a scientific approach to uh, to things just being like let's see what this is for what it actually is not for what I want it to be um, also just like how you're feeling yeah if you feel uncomfortable if you feel unhappy yeah. if you feel sad like or you feel good like yeah it's important to just like have a little moment with yourself yeah like, damn like feel really unhappy right now okay like why yeah okay this person keeps looking at me like okay like let me let me either approach them or like get out yeah (laughs) yeah 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 and and we we do need to be as a whole um listening to to those uh instincts that we have um you know uh the the answer might not be obvious but when you feel shit like that you at least have to acknowledge it yeah you know um uh, that that that's where my head is a lot constantly. Like, um, I wonder, like, if I'm walking down the street with like <laughs> noise canceling headphones, uh, I just wonder, like, why I can like consistently feel when someone is four or five feet away yeah. from me from my back, but like, I, I don't, I can't hear shit, yeah, you know. Yeah. But but it's like I feel that, and I, I don't know if that's a good example, but there's just things that you you feel that we probably ignore because we're trying to, there's a logical yeah. route that we're all trying to follow. Exactly. But man, like the, some of the, the biggest failures or successes in your life, like a lot of times it just comes down to that. Like Absolutely. you listened to that internal uh, voice. And um, anyway, man, you can, you can, you can probably speak to that in terms of maybe having a creative 
vision and um, or just being a part of anything where maybe initially people around you did not understand. And then it comes to fruition to, to what you wanted to be. And then and then it's clear. But I'm sure yeah. there are examples in your life where like believing in yourself 100 percent really paid off. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean. I never, f- I'm 100% though. I'm always yeah, yeah. like maybe like 85, yeah, yeah. like 70. Yeah. C, 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 or C, may, C maybe I shouldn't say 100% believe in yourself, but 100% dedicated to yeah. see it through. Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the, the biggest challenges though has been like understanding my class, my class privilege in relationship to other people. And like what that means when we're doing something, um, you know, it's something that I I don't think I'll ever. I mean, no, that's not true. Actually, I, I have a different understanding of it than I did ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's I always try and trust my feelings. Yeah, I, you know, I don't do. I don't get that. Uh, that. Um, uh, uh, vibe from you in that I mean obviously you know they're the you can google you or whatever and, and see that you've been a, a part you've been around amazing people you've been a part of amazing things but um, you know I don't get that that the energy from you that like uh, because of that that you're out of touch with what's really happening in the world you know yeah, but I but I will say though that because I do have a certain security mm. In my family, not necessarily emotionally, but I know that if like something really bad happens mm-hmm. to me, they'll take care of me. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have that, yeah, and that changes my outlook profoundly on like why I'm able to feel these things, mm-hmm. why I'm able to like look at art in this kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's it's neither here nor there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I try not to like see it as truth or like this is the right way because. You know, some people don't got it like that, yeah. and, I, and I understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I mean that. That's uh, uh, with, um, man, you have a big family tree. Oh yeah, we got of, <laughs> we got a lot of yeah. we got a lot of hitters. What, what's a what's a Marsalis cookout like? They're or, really, it's, it's or just populated. any get together. Yeah, it's populated. There's a lot of people popping up. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful to be a part of that legacy, yeah. be a part of that history. Yeah. And yeah, there's always someone new. Yeah. It's like, damn, who's that? Yeah. Yeah, that's so and so from <laughs> somewhere else in New Orleans. You're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. That's beautiful. To that's see. that's cool. Do, do you I mean it's I, I guess it it's it would be interesting to think of yourself as that, but um, at least for me and probably a lot of people, just Marsalis is, it, it seems like one of those things um, that as a family name or just unit, especially in the black community, that it, it's just an example, an example of just like what black excellence looks like. I mean, do you, do you have you... Have you heard that from people? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I felt that. You know, I mean, I I definitely have have in the past put a lot of pressure on myself mm-hmm. to like achieve a certain level of success or whatever. But I don't know. It's not it's not so interesting to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, 
ex- being like being an expectation is like so boring. Mm-hmm. Like you're just reaffirming mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the point in my opinion mm-hmm. to life. You know, you kind of want to mm-hmm. keep it going, mm-hmm. keep it moving forward, you know. And you don't want to just do something that's already been done. Yeah. Do I mean shit going off of that do you i mean just growing up or even now or or whatever was there from outside of of the family like an expectation to follow a certain path or footsteps no not really yeah like you know what i mean i always i feel like people were just always kind of you know like like yeah yeah like do what you gotta do like yeah. you know what i mean that's cool but i also like think about like a dystopic parallel universe mm-hmm. where I like went to Juilliard, like how much damage that would have done for me, mm. like mm-hmm. in my head. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which is no shade to anyone that mm-hmm. goes, like, I'm not saying, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying for myself, yeah. you know. Do you mean, I, I mean, do you kind of just mean like uh, in a way to a certain degree, just institutions in, in general? Well, I just is mean like it, it would have just been the same yeah. again. Yeah. We don't need the same again. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? We need other things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess I mean, you know, before uh uh we wrap up, like I'm I'm interested in um can you can you speak on whether as a producer or um uh your time in the band or whatever, just some of your favorite collaborations ever? I think working with Tafari, um, Tafari was the first person to really teach me how to use my voice Mm -hmm. and like really encourage me to like project. I don't, I think I don't have any favorite collaboration. I've, I've learned most from people I haven't really made music with actually. Mm. Like, there's this artist, Dream Crusher. I saw them perform. Like, man, it just changed my life. Like, I'd never wow. seen anything like it. It was, like, the most crazy show I'd ever seen. Yeah. Like, they pulled up with their own fog machine, like, <laughs> and, like, Dude. own strobes. Like, it was so it was so loud. I'd never heard anything that loud. Yeah. I don't know. Nick Hakim is another person I'm, that we've never made music together, but... It's just someone that yeah. uh, we kind of connect in a certain way. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I don't like naming people, too, because yeah, yeah. it's always someone you don't name. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know how to yeah. answer that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that, that that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, yeah, man. And uh, I guess when can um, people... that Now, that that's what I saw a lot in... Uh, like whether people talking about you on, on social media, um, people definitely wanting uh, new music. Uh, yeah. And just because yeah. they, they just like your, your fans really like your stuff. Yeah. I've been really thinking about that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I want to make more music. Yeah. But I also feel like crippled by Slossom Alone. I don't even like mm. to say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to figure out what to do with that. Yeah. And. Um, Yeah. Do you, like boxed in by by like Yeah, but it's 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 that's like too dramatic, you know? What right, I mean? right. Like it's just 
like I feel like it has died mm. and there's just not much more that can like be done mm. which is totally cool like I'm actually totally <laughs> fine with that yeah, yeah like how many more like how many more quiet farewells can I like yeah. I would hate to make another one of those yeah. records like like yeah. am I gonna like find more samples and yeah. like put them together in this crazy way like yeah. I don't know I just... yeah I, I, I <laughs> like how many more that that was um uh, something that that came across my mind I forgot to to ask earlier um do you like I just I wonder do you think the average listener just Right, be, because there is a trend in that sound, as mm-hmm. Lawson Malone. Um, do you ever wonder how many people just throw you into the general like avant-garde box? Yeah, and I'm really skeptical of that. Yeah, that's like what I distrust most about it, mm. and like I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. That's never been an interest of mine musically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there actually was a brief time where I really wanted to be like, yo, yeah. I'll stay like, yo, people love my yeah. yeah, but like, that's such like a crazy place. Yeah. Like, it's such an insane like, psychotic zone to be in, yeah. to like have people, all, like, you wanting people to desire you all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, cr- it's, it's insane. Because it doesn't stop. You're like, oh, I need to make another record. Mm-hmm. I need, like, people need to love me. Like, mm-hmm. But um, I don't really, yeah, I, I know that for sure I do have, like, one more thing. But I don't know, like, after that, I'm kind of yeah. like, okay. Like, yeah. It's funny, man. You, you, <laughs> you, you have the, 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 like, presence and um, I guess just... Uh, experience that you've had just since day one uh someone listening to this who knows nothing about you would think you're like this like 65 year old <laughs> dude he's just like you know it's like man like what the fuck's next and i understand i understand where you're coming from but you're you're 25 right yeah 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 i mean so i mean you've got so much more to offer oh, yeah, absolutely the, yeah i'm like in my opinion i'm just i'm just getting started like, yeah once i'm able to fully close this like chapter in my life like Wow. I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be like, wow. (laughs) You can catch me at a visa. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, man. So, I mean, I guess, like, uh, so is it safe to say that whenever you you drop something, whether that's music or art or just anything, that's just going to be whenever that is? Yeah. Yeah. I know, like I'm, I'm always working on yeah. stuff. So yeah, so like no real like target goal in terms of like time or well, this or that. I, well, I will just for the sake of this. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that there are some things coming soon mm-hmm. that have already come out, yeah. but happening again. Right. And after that, there will be uh, a record by next year, hopefully. However long it takes, yeah, and um, that will be that will be it. Yeah, that will be the end of that. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking forward to that, man. especially now. Just getting just more uh, insight on on just you know you and just who you are and and just what's going through your head and whatnot, man. Um, you know who to call if you need tuba. Oh, absolutely. 
question. We'll be calling at you very soon. Yeah. <laughs> man. Um, well, cool, man. I, I, man, it was, it, again, just meeting you in, in person. Obviously, we, we work together remotely okay. through the, the pandemic, but, um, you know, this is dope. Uh, and seriously, man. Thank to make you. the time because I know you're probably busy as hell all the time. I'm fake busy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it. I'm busy, but I'm not busy. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, seriously, I can't thank you enough for, for making the time uh, to do this. And um, yeah, to everyone listening, uh, this is a song called Life, and uh, we're out. Peace.